Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking with Michael G. Cox, Managing Director and Founder at Zagworks LLC. Michael is a Texas-born and raised recruiter with over 20 years of recruiting experience and several years of IT sales experience. He works with sales leadership executives who are tasked with delivering on a number every single year, and he helps them find the best possible teams and get to the level of success that they have committed to achieving. Michael says he leverages his enterprise sales background and sales recruiting experience to quickly identify and engage revenue workers on behalf of their clients on a daily basis. So this is quite a specific episode today, listeners. It's um, it's one that's certainly going to be interesting to uh, TA and recruiters out there, uh, and, and particularly those that have got um, a function which includes finding and hiring uh, client-facing, sales-focused pros. Hey, Michael, welcome to the show today. Bill, great to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity to have the chat. Before we get into the questions, though, why don't you take 30, 60 seconds and briefly introduce yourself to our audience? Wow, you did a great job of uh, with the introduction. Uh, not much left to say other than um, I have a, a background in, in sales, and you know, right out of uni- university, I had gotten into recruit recruiting, or as they say across the pond, recruitment, and fell in love with it. But went into sales for a number of years, and then came back and spent several years working to build a career that would merge the two. And my cheat in this was, I'd like to be able to leverage my sales background and my recruiting background and combine those two and and take advantage of that experience or dare I say expertise that I had built in sales uh, and use that in recruiting. Are there lots of transferable skills from being a salesperson to being a recruiter or or, or vis-a-vis in your your experience? And if so, can you highlight some of those? Yeah, I, I always hear about how there's an argument is, is recruiting sales is, um, do you have to be good at sales? And I, I would, I would say it certainly would help, but more importantly is the ability to quickly develop a rapport and also convey the, either the value that, that is apparent in an opportunity for an individual or share quickly about the skills, the experience, the attitude of an individual with a prospective hiring manager, hiring team, or organization. So I think that does require some sales finesse, but there are many examples of great recruiters that do not have that sales background, um, but, but it certainly doesn't hurt, if that makes sense. It certainly does. Thank you. So you, you've got experience in enterprise sales. Do, do you believe that a recruiter should have uh, experience in, in that niche that they cover? It's not a requirement. 
there are going to be individuals and they're going to be that are going to be great at, at working outside of their area of expertise or niche but having that background has certainly served me in being able to maybe convey knowledge on a on an industry or if not an industry because i'm not very terribly familiar with let's say medical device but i can speak to the the difficulties of hiring sales executives um the difficulties of motivating um, sales executives or sales managers or the difficulties in discovering whether or not an individual that you have hired into a sales role is going to be able to deliver we, we have a saying in texas can that dog hunt and sometimes you hire a dog that's got great you know that has displayed a certain skill set throughout an interview process and turns out that dog can't hunt and and now you you have exhausted time and resources and the expertise the experience in this sales niche that i leverage helps to uncover that earlier in the process and eliminate individuals from contention prior to submittal not always but um i i definitely think that that expertise in that niche certainly helps we'll be right back to this conversation after this very brief message from today's sponsoring partner hi i'm cole marketing officer at work zynga we believe there's more to a company than a job posting and there's much more to a person than a resume that's why we created work zynga Visit WorkZynga.com, set up your free profile, and take our short assessment today. We're matching job seekers and employers on company culture fit. Visit WorkZynga.com. What if a company does get it wrong then, Michael? Uh, in, in terms of, I, I don't know if you're able to offer any sort of uh, stats around number of hours or perhaps number of months it takes to, to invest mm. in, in, in a new recruit a new salesperson before they're up to speed. And I guess obviously it depends on the industry, the expertise they need to have, right? But also what, what is the dollar amount when, when when you hire someone and they don't work out after three months because to use your your, your phraseology, they, they, they can't hunt. Yep. Yeah, th that is a massive investment of um, resources, whether it be financial or training um, and and the the danger in in many situations is that you've made a hire and you're three months in and this individual is doing great doing okay doing terribly in in a sales focused um training program and onboarding program but during that program it is expected that an individual probably isn't going to perform as well as one would hope just yet so the the performance that is typically seen may begin to become apparent three months six months down the road and when as you'd mentioned um when i'm working within a sales leadership executive that is responsible for a number that must be delivered with or without excuses at the end of the year 
when you're waiting for one territory to come up to speed three, four, six months, that that is a very that that's a that's a bet that is difficult to hedge because there is not a, a level of performance coming from that territory in during that ramp up period. And so when a mistake is made, that is very costly. And and outsourcing, uh, and this is just uh, maybe an unpopular opinion that I hold, outsourcing the recruiting function of a sales executive to an individual or a team of individuals that don't have that niche expertise, I feel is is a it's a it's just a dangerous proposal, and and I would venture to, to I would dare to say even um, just very risky because th there is there is time and that that outsourcing by a VP of sales or director of sales, even to internal teams, HR recruiting um, th that isn't tied to a number, that that doesn't have any skin in the game, or that doesn't have that background, it, it, it's just, it feels very risky to me uh, to, to do something like that. So what's what's unique about hiring sales focused professionals compared to other other departments then um so you know for, for example is it a lot more about the compensation and 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 your the, the that's the employer's ability to show agility in terms of when that sales comp is going to be reviewed uh is, is it is, is it about making sure that they've got all the intrinsic motivators in place uh so that they can do their thing but they've also got people to support them more so than other departments what, what does that look yes like? so yeah compensation and not just the, the the base salary, but the VAR comp, the variable compensation, is a is a a topic that I cover almost immediately with an individual. And um, one of the main reasons is they want to know. The sales executives are not difficult to find. Sometimes they're difficult to engage. Um, but when they are engaged. And we're obviously having a conversation about an opportunity to, to make a career move. They want to know about the compensation. And so when that comes up, and it typically comes up very early, I'm happy to have conversations about base salaries and ranges and all of that. I'm not going to hide behind that because if this is an opportunity they can't afford you, then we should not be moving forward anyway. Um, but when we're having conversations with the right individuals, typically that's just a box that needs to be ticked and then we can start having conversations about uh, product fit or, or experience in that specific niche or industry um, and and uh, so we, we have conversations about compensation fairly early and then the bulk of the conversation is the the product set the company the team the leadership and all of those things are, are important. I cannot remove a piece of that puzzle and, and still um, have an individual enticed enough to want to move forward. So a big part of sales recruiting is making sure that everything makes sense on all levels. A nice thing about sales recruiting is that most individuals are very easily found 
uh, we can we can find those individuals fairly easily, whether it be in, in a database or on LinkedIn, um, social media. So, but but getting those individuals to commit to moving forward is, is a bit difficult because it's almost um, it's quite meta in that I'm selling an opportunity to an individual that's used to selling and is going to be keen or, or they're, they're they're going to hear the the tactics and the strategies very quickly oh you're using scarcity oh you're telling me about this and that's a tactic that is used in sales quite often so more often than not a very honest and open approach um, tends to be what works best or at least in, in my situation Okay, thank you. Now, um, ahead of this call, I, I know that you're quite keen to talk about this thing that um, we, we kind of talk about on most episodes on the HR chat show because it's so it's so um, ubiquitous. It, it is, yep. It's just, you know, it's so big. And that's, that's the great resignation or the great reshuffle or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so let's just take a minute or two now and, and talk a little bit about that in, in the context of uh, social selling and uh, brand ambassadors within uh, within employers what, what what are hr pros needing to do at the moment to, to better promote their employer brand as as they try and cope with this fallout from the great resignation and yeah. trying to replenish their their stock so to speak uh, uh, with top talent but also i guess some of them are, are looking at other uh, options like contingent workforces mm -hmm. yeah well the the first thing that comes to mind i think the most important thing is is the hr individuals hr professionals need to be more agile more flexible because what was working in years past suddenly stopped working in 2020 we had such a massive um number of individuals that were laid off fired furloughed whatever you wish to call it and and those that stayed behind had a almost a, a gut reaction of holding on for dear life to the job that they had because they do not want to lose that because prospects were so low. Nobody was hiring. Every individual that I spoke with said, not only am I not hiring, and I only speak, typically I call on VPs of sales only. Not only we're not hiring, Michael, I'm looking for a job. Can you help? Because I'm about to be out the door as well. So you had individuals reacting with just holding on to, for dear life or whatever opportunity they currently had. And we're not looking for making a move because there is always risk associated with a career move. And and so. In in after 2020, 21, 2021 starts to come back, people are, are reluctant, but they start moving because there was a pent up. Um, demand to make a career move and so we started seeing a lot of individuals that had been holding off on making a career move starting to do that in in the latter half of 2021 and now 2022 we're seeing that quite a bit so a lot of people moving and but what is not working and what has not been working for quite some time is job postings job advertisements and, and that used to be the the ace in the hole if you will for um corporate recruiting 
because you knew that you could post a job and you'd get a significant response. And even when I was in corporate recruiting, we became far too over-reliant upon knowing that we will have some sort of positive and significant response. Post this job, get 50 applicants. Post this job, get 100. And that's in a week? This is great. They want to speak with me. And, and, and that has not been the case in, in recent many months. What has to happen on the HR side, on the corporate side, is what is working is identify the right talent community. No, I don't want to use community. The right talent that is currently in the market. Not what is currently on the market, which may be uncovered by a job advertisement or job announcement, job posting, but what is in the market. Identify those individuals. Connect with those individuals. Engage with those individuals. Provide some sort of value that is not, hey, do you want a job? And I realize this takes a lot of time, but connecting, engaging, displaying some sort of human behavior um, that, that is not overly corporate is what is working a whole lot better than job ads and job postings have in the past. So the ability to be agile and move to a new way of doing things and move away from job posts and towards engagement and knowing that that's going to take a whole lot more time is my recommendation. But from just an HR perspective, being agile and being able to do something different and, and then giving your team the, the runway to, to make that happen because that, that is a much slower way of, of recruiting, but it's, it's working and, and uh, it's difficult to, to measure those things. If we want metrics on everything uh, in, in recruiting and, and unfortunately those things are really difficult to, to measure the, the strength of the engagement, the strength of the relationship with an individual that you've connected with recently on, on LinkedIn, for example. Does that make sense? It does. And um, speaking of which, before we do wrap up for today, Michael, how, how, yep. how, can, how can our listeners connect with you? Maybe, maybe you want to share your LinkedIn details, maybe your email. Yeah. Also, how, how can they learn more about everything happening over at Zagworks? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I do I do sales recruiting. We've been doing only sales recruiting. Easiest way to connect is on LinkedIn and the easiest way to get there is just go to the salesrecruiter.com and that'll take you directly to my LinkedIn profile. We can connect there. I promise I don't bite and not I, I don't consider every connection a lead. Just I, I love having conversations about, you know, talking shop about recruiting and HR and things like that. Sales, definitely. Awesome. That just leads me to say for today, then, Michael Cox, thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Loved it. Have a good one, Bill. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette? And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.